Today, I'm gonna share with you guys the top 25 items that you should be stocking up on right now. Welcome back to Heartway Farms. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Believe it or not, it's the middle of April and we have snow on the ground today. So it was a perfect opportunity to sit down, chat with you all and share some practical tips when it comes to stocking up and prepping. So many of you guys have been so faithful to participate in comments and you know getting to know us through our YouTube channel. And we're just so glad that you guys are here with us and a part of the Heartway Farms family. And every day I see comments about feel, people feeling overwhelmed about the idea of stocking up, prepping, uh, putting food away, you know, and I've shared with you guys the idea of stocking up food for a year. That's what we like to do for a whole year for our whole family, which is a lot of people. And I can, I can completely relate that at first, that idea seems very, very challenging and very overwhelming. So today, I wanna give you a practical list. You know, when I get overwhelmed, I like to make lists and so that I take it off of my shoulders and I put it onto paper and that way I can start working through my list and checking things off as I go. It just takes away that feeling of being overwhelmed and it brings some organization to it. So I am hoping today that I can give you guys just a solid list of where to start when it comes to stocking your pantry for your family. You guys know, you've seen our videos that inflation is a little bit out of control, that sometimes the shelves are empty, and it's always wise and a good practice to have a house full of food for your family, not hoarding. <laughs> Please go back and watch our uh, video from a couple weeks ago where Josh and I sat down and uh, it was titled Stock Up Now, but we really share our heart about not hoarding not going crazy, not just buying stuff that is silly and going to be wasted, but to be practical and methodical about it and to have the right mind about it and to just get started and, and make that step of faith and start walking in that. But I understand sometimes lofty things and theories about things can be like, leave you hanging, like, you know, uh, tell me what to do. I, I am so like that. I want a practical list. Give me the list, one to 25, of what things I should go buy from the store. And every time I go to the store, I will buy those 25 things and continue to build my pantry, right? So that is what today is. And as I go through these items, uh, these 25 items, I want you to know they are either specific items or categories because I know everyone is different. So you might want to stock up on some different things within that category, different than what I would stock up on for my family. So number one, let's talk about the number one item to stock up on right now, and that is flour. And uh, in our last video, again, we'll link it here so you guys can go check it out and watch it and understand the heart behind it. But when I say flour, I am talking about, uh, you know, in bulk for my family, uh, either an organic wheat, an organic spelt, organic wheat berries. A lot of you guys have your own mills and you grind your own flour. We go through it so quickly that I don't need to do that. <laughs> I don't need uh, to worry about uh, storing wheat berries for a long time or having flour go rancid because we go through it so quickly. So get the flour that your family can use. I know many of you guys who watch are gluten-free out there. Uh, definitely just switch that out for your gluten-free flour. So the different options that you can use in your family. So number one, flour. 
Number two, salt, not table salt. I am talking about good quality salt. And uh, the salt that I'm supporting in this video anyway is, uh, is real salt, Redmond's real salt. I've done Himalayan pink salt in the past, sea salt, all of these good things. But stack up on salt. What is food without a little saltiness, right? <laughs> and salt is good for you, especially if you're buying good quality. You know, the, the Himalayan salt, and I know there's mixed opinions on this, so just hear me out. Himalayan salt and the real salt have tons of minerals that benefit your body. So if you can stock up on that, that would be great. I actually just got my 25 pound bag of, of real salt in the mail today. So I'm excited to add that to my stockpile. Okay, number three, yeast. Okay, I buy instant yeast because a lot of our recipes are based off of instant yeast. Of course, you can buy regular yeast, but the reason why we're stocking up on these things is to be able to bake and cook from scratch. I. I'm gonna tell you most of the stuff on this list, they are not going to be items that are prepackaged or pre-made meals or that kind of thing. We are going to learn how to cook. <laughs> we are gonna learn how to bake from scratch at home with good quality ingredients. That's why I'm not even stocking up on junk flour anymore. I'm spending the money and being wise with how we use it on buying organic products that are not garbage and not gonna cause allergies in my family and all of these different things. Okay. Next, moving on to rice. Now, I really like jasmine rice. That's a family favorite that we buy. We, we have so much rice, but you buy a 50 pound bag of rice and it will last you a long time. And so we keep jasmine rice here. Uh, if you prefer, you can do quinoa. Uh, you can do anything else that you would like in that category, but I'm just putting rice down because that's what our family likes. And you can turn that into so many different meals. It's very versatile. You can do all sorts of things with it. Okay, number five, we are on to oats. And my preference is to buy either rolled oats or old fashioned oats. And the reason why, as I'm going through, the reason why oats is on my list is for several different reasons. Mainly because that's an excellent breakfast go-to. Oatmeal in the morning is just so easy, it's nutritious. I'm also recommending buying organic oats just because of spring and chemicals. That's just my preference. But oats can also be a savory thing. You can turn that into a porridge, you can turn it into a stew, you can turn it into all sorts of things. We also use it for like a homemade granola. I'm not going to stock up on store-bought boxes of cereal, but I do know how to make my own cereal, you know, my own homemade granola, which is super yummy, <laughs> super good. We actually have a recipe on how to make that up on the, the channel as well, so you can go check that out. But that satisfies that cereal craving like really, really well. Okay, moving on. Number six, potatoes. Have potatoes. They, potatoes are awesome. We freeze little baby potatoes, we can, potatoes and we also just keep them fresh. We keep them fresh from our garden, we keep them fresh down in the root cellar from the store and you just have to store it certain ways and, it's, and they will last a very long time. So sweet potatoes or potatoes. Okay, next item, number seven pasta. Uh, and this is where you guys can just pick what you like. You guys have already seen that we like to stock up on gnocchi. We like to stock up on uh, all sorts of different kind of pastas that you, and base it upon what meals you like. You guys have seen my series 
or if you haven't yet, go check it out, Cooking from Your Stockpile, where I take these type of ingredients and I turn them into meals. And that's what I, that's how I decide which pastas to stock up on. So like, for example, the cheesy chicken recipe that I shared with you guys from that series, I use um, egg noodles for that recipe. So I stock up on egg noodles and I make sure I have that, right? Kind of like when I shared from that series about cooking chicken and rice. Well, obviously you need all of the ingredients from that recipe in your stockpile, which they actually are mixed in on this whole list. So that's why it's just, you kind of create your list based upon the meals that you know that you can make. And let's be real, no one wants to eat like the same five things over and over and over again. You have to be creative. You, I would love to just say, hey guys, if you go buy these couple things and have a year's worth supply of those things, then you'll be great. Well, yeah, but you may not enjoy what you're eating after a couple weeks or a couple months. So that's why I'm giving you a list of 25 things, not just a few things. All right, next little section is uh, number eight, number nine, and number 10 are gonna be some of your, the fun things in life, the sweets, okay? The sweet things, sweeteners. And number eight is is pure raw honey. Uh, we use raw honey in our homemade bread. We use it on, uh, in our bread recipe, on bread is like a breakfast. We use it to sweeten over granola or cereal, you know, whatever you have, oatmeal, that kind of thing. We love raw honey and it's so good for you. Number nine, pure maple syrup, not table syrup. And I understand that some of you guys who are watching are maybe not in the US for sure, I know that. And I know that sometimes pure maple syrup is extremely expensive. Well, that's where fill in the blank on what you can get access to. I don't know if you can get agave syrup or whatever you can get that is uh, healthy-ish and accessible put these things on your list. Just write down my my list, but then tweak it for where you are, your location. But for us, we can get, you guys have seen in our previous stock up videos that our local farm store, Rural King, sells a, uh, a huge thing of pure maple syrup, not fake syrup, pure maple syrup for like 20 bucks. And so I stock up on that big time. Plus my dad harvests his own sap and makes his own syrup. So we are so blessed to get like, the best syrup in the world and keep that down in our root cellar. I know that not everybody has that option and that's okay. Tweak that so that it fits you. All right, number 10, uh, we like to stack up on organic cane sugar and I buy, I recently bought uh, not only my flour but my sugar from Azure Standard. And the reason why I bought it from them is because they were, uh, I've also supported Country Life Naturals in the past and I still do. I think they're an excellent company. Uh, so look into both of those. But the reason why I went with Azure Standard this time and I was trying it out is because they had several more organic flour options that were very affordable. Uh, like my Walmart only has one organic flour option and it is uh, very expensive because it's a small little container of it. And I was able to get 50 pound bags of flour, organic flour, and I was also able to get a 50 pound bag of organic cane sugar from Azure Standard, way cheaper than I bought it at Country Life Naturals the last time that I stocked up on. You guys can go back and check that video out too. I still really love and support both companies, but sometimes you just have to use wisdom on where you're spending your money and how much you're spending. I will be going to Country Life Naturals this summer when I go up to visit my parents, but right now I'm not doing that. And so we needed to restock and Azure Standard was an awesome, 
uh, option. And if you guys want to go check them out, uh, I have been pleased with the process, but there's some there's some uh, quirks to it. Make sure you check out our previous videos about that. And there will be a link below if you want to shop through our referral link. We are on number 11, and that is something that we make homemade, and I, I promise I'm gonna get a video. You guys have been asking for a video on making homemade bone broth, and I need to get it out to you. Half the time I'm just like rushing at night and throwing it in a pot and it's cooking all night, and then you know I don't make a video on it. So I will do that at some point, but this is super important. We make our own uh, beef broth or bouillon, you know, as you'd call it. So beef broth or chicken broth. And we can that uh, because we raise our own chickens here, especially. Uh, the chicken is what we like the most, <laughs> the chicken bone broth. And it's very accessible to us. So whenever we cook a whole chicken, we turn that into stock or broth or bouillon, whatever you want to call it. And so we can that and keep it in our root cellar. So it doesn't, it's super shelf steady and it's wonderful to make for soups. If you're not feeling good, you can just drink it hot right out of a, you know, right out of a coffee mug and have some great nutrition for you to feel better. But turn it into soups. You can use it to flavor rice. You can use it for uh, so many different recipes. If you don't have access to uh, making your own bone broth or getting it, you know, in an affordable way, you can absolutely stock up on bouillon or better than bouillon. You guys know we love better than bouillon in our house. I use it. I use the chicken better than bouillon to make uh, my own uh, cream of chicken soup, you know, condensed soup, or we put it in our chicken noodle soup. We put it in a lot of things uh, just to give it an extra flavor. So we stock up on both the veggie better than bouillon and the chicken better than bouillon along with our homemade bone broth. All right, number 12 is tomato sauce. We do not can up separate items like uh, tomato paste and pizza sauce and ketchup. We don't can those all separate. All we do in our household is go out to the garden and collect our fresh garden tomatoes and turn that into tomato sauce. That way I'm not like pinned into a corner on what we can use that item for. I like to be able to have tons of tomato sauce on hand and then we can turn that into pasta sauce, pizza sauce, you can turn it into tomato paste if you want to. I also stock up on paste, but you could absolutely turn tomato sauce into, into paste. You can uh, turn it into a soup base, our veggie soup recipe that we have shared on our, on our page here. You, uh, you can do so many things with tomato sauce. And if you don't have your own garden, just go to the store. Go buy yourself some tomato sauce and put it in your stockpile. Okay, the next two items are more categories. So number 13 and 14, fruits and veggies, okay? What I, when I was creating the li this list, I was trying to think of ways to like create meals. So I was like, what about breakfast? What do I need to have like breakfast? And I know you don't have to do it that way. You can eat, you can eat chicken for breakfast if you want. If, if I let William pick his breakfast choices, he would have a hot dog for breakfast every day, but I don't let him, <laughs> but he would choose that. So I'm not saying you have to do that, but it's a nice way to kind of wrap your mind around of creating these lists and coming up with a meal plan to base your pantry off of. So with fruits and veggies, uh, it can be fresh. I mean, maybe you have apple trees and you have pear trees, you have peach trees. Well, that's great. You're still stacking up on those items. There's out, they're outside. You just go walk outside and get them during the right season, right? So you, but canned fruit, it's wonderful option. 
when we pick canned fruit, I'm picking fruits that are in 100% juice so that I'm not giving my kids extra sugar when they don't need it. Uh, so we love canned fruit. We love uh, frozen fruits. So this summer, an example of the frozen fruit, uh, we are still living off of uh, the fresh blueberries that we went and picked at our friend's uh, blueberry farm that they have. We went and they don't spray or anything. So it was just organic, lovely blueberries that we picked as many as we wanted and we uh, ate some, we ate a lot fresh, but we freeze those so that we can have them accessible all year round. And so this summer, that's when I'm gonna go stack up on fruit, when I can get good quality fruit for a good price. You know, if you go to your local store and there's a sale, stock it up, uh, freeze it, can it. There's ways to can fruit. You guys know that we make our own homemade applesauce. It's a great way to, when apples are, are in season, to preserve it and can it and have that good healthy food available in your stockpile all year round. Fill your freezer, fill your root cellar, fill your pantry with those canned items, shelf steady items or frozen, and have those ready for any meal. Number 15, Eggs, yes, especially it's springtime right now. Now is the time to stock up on your eggs. And I'm gonna show you in an upcoming video how to store those eggs. But right now, I, you know, if you haven't, if you don't have chickens yourself, go find somebody that does, build a relationship with them and start buying eggs from them so that if you can't get them in the grocery store, you have that relationship, you have access to those eggs. You can freeze eggs, you can dehydrate eggs, you can uh, water glass eggs, which I'm gonna do a video on coming up because spring we have so many eggs, we don't even know what to do with them all. And so we're gonna be storing eggs now, putting them up now for this upcoming winter. And that way you can use them for baking, you can use them for breakfast, for meals, whatever you need. Number 16, nuts. We love cashews and pecans and almonds and pistachios, all of these things. Not only do we bake with them, but many of my children like to eat them fresh. Now, I know that's expensive. This is kind of like one of those things that you can totally live without, but it's really nice to have it, you know, if you can afford it, stack up on those nuts. Okay, number 17 is more of a category, and that's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna title it like your meat or your protein, okay? And you might like certain meats, and I might like certain meats. I'm not gonna list them all individually. It's up to you. So, like, you, I'm not gonna put them in their own little category here. This is one category, and that's if you, you know, we raise our own chickens, and we fill the freezer full of chickens, and we can that chicken, too, so I don't even have to take up freezer space. So we stock up on chicken, we raise our own beef, and, uh, you know, one steer was going to last us almost two years. So we are going to be, we are going to be good here when we harvest our steer coming up. We're going to be good on meat for uh, beef for over a year. Easy. One other thing we love is, is tuna. <laughs> I know not everybody likes tuna, but almost everybody in my house likes tuna. So as you're creating this list and you're thinking, well, what does my family like? My family doesn't eat a lot of pork, not because we're anti-pork, just because we don't eat it. We like bacon, but it's expensive and we don't eat it a lot. Uh, so I keep it to like the basics. I keep it to like the chicken, the beef, and the tuna, and then keep it, keep those items stocked. You can't stock up on everything. You might love salmon, but let's say it's crazy expensive to stock up on salmon. Well, then skip that. Have that as a treat when you have access to it, but stock up on the things that are a little bit more affordable right now. And again, make your connections with your local farmers. If you can't raise meat yourself, then go find the people that can raise it for you. Maybe you don't even have a lot of freezer space, but you have the relationship with the people. Like we carry, uh, hold frozen chickens here, you know, 
come go find your farmers and build a relationship with them so that you can continue to buy from them when maybe it's crazy expensive in the store, uh, which don't get me wrong, it's expensive to feed these animals here on the farm. And so you have to charge a certain amount, but uh, make those connections. At our farm, you know, think out, think outside of the box a little bit too in this category. So on our farm, we raise rabbits and we raise grass-fed lamb. Now those are not uh, meats that we eat all the time. We have absolutely eaten rabbit before, totally easy, totally fine, totally mild, no big deal. But I keep a good healthy supply of rabbits alive and sheep alive as meat sources here on our farm. And they're not taking up freezer space. <laughs> they're walking around, they're eating grass. You know, we're pasture raising them, rotating them around. And I also consider uh, those items for like, for example, my dogs, you know, if I can't get dog food, the cost of the separate video, but the cost of dog food and cat food is like skyrocketing. So I have rabbit and I have lamb and I have these items here if I need to start providing homemade uh, animal uh, dog food or cat food here on our farm. So stock up on your meat. The next three items kind of go together and that is butter, cheese, and milk. And again, these can go either way. So let's talk about the basic way. Let's say you go to the store and you stock up on butter and cheese. You can freeze those things. Milk freezes too, but it takes up a lot of space. But I want you to look at it from a different perspective too. Again, make your connections with your local farmers where you can get raw milk and learn how to make cheese. Learn how to make butter because that is sometimes easier than taking up all your freezer space. I mean, you can only store so much food, right? You can't store everything. It can get very overwhelming. But we have a video on how to make mozzarella cheese. We, you know, it's super easy to make butter. So anyway, if you don't have freezer space, uh, you know, put away what you can, but make those connections. Find those local farmers that sell raw milk and then learn the skills on how to make these items. Number 21, dry beans or lentils, something in that category. And make sure, because they, uh, this is a great source of protein, but you can take this off your list if you're like, oh, we hate dry beans. Well, then pick something else, pick what you like. But in my family, uh, we really like black beans. We've shared that recipe with you also. We stock up on black beans. We have a delicious Mexican soup recipe, which I have not shared yet, that has uh, white beans in it. So we stock up only on the beans, the dry beans that we really like. And really a little bit of beans goes a long way. So you don't need to spend a fortune stocking up on beans. Number 22, Spices, right? So we have all this good food and it doesn't taste like anything. We already covered salt, so we checked that off our list. But let's move on to spices. So, you know, you can eat oatmeal every day the same way every day. And in my on my list here, we my favorite way to have oatmeal is to, you know, cook down the oatmeal on the stovetop and then to add a little bit of butter and some maple syrup and it's so good. But Julianne also makes this wonderful oatmeal that has her homemade applesauce in it. So that's the fresh apples in there. Sprinkle some cinnamon on top and some nutmeg and it's like dessert, but it's got no sugar in it and it's so good for you and it's so delicious. And so think about that way. So like we stock, I just stocked up on basil and parsley and crushed red pepper because 
who doesn't love spicy stuff? All these delicious spices, uh, you know, we like cumin, and uh, I was trying to think of all these different meals, chili that I like to make, like what do I put in there, chili powder. So uh, stock up on spices that you know that your family loves. You might as well enjoy the food that you're stocking up on. Like let's say you can't go to the store for a long time, it's fun to have that variety. So pick spices that you guys love and that you will eat and it won't go to waste, all right? Pick the favorite ones, pumpkin pie spice. I mean, come on. You know, pick the, pick the favorites. Number 23, condiments, okay? Ketchup, mustard, mayo, jam, uh, jelly. Pick what your family uses. Don't get overwhelmed in this part, but just pick your favorites. Again, you guys have seen us in our ketchup hauls. We love ketchup in this household. And when you're stocking up on potatoes, in my, according to my kids, if I'm making homemade fries and crispy potatoes and baked potatoes and all these things, I better have ketchup or my kids won't eat it. So I'm trying, well, maybe if they were hungry enough, but they would prefer to eat it with ketchup. And I've told you, I, you know, I can absolutely make ketchup at home if I need to, but our, we really do like certain types of store-bought ketchup. So I just put that down in the root cellar. I have it accessible and it just makes it fun. So pick the condiments that you guys like the best. Uh, if I'm making tuna, I need to ha if I have tuna on my list, which I do, then I need mustard and mayo, salt and pepper, right? As a basic. So that's how I, that's how I wrap my mind around it. So pick your favorites and start stocking up on them slowly but surely. Number 24, oils, okay? And this is gonna, this is a category. So you guys pick. I, I like to get, uh, you guys saw in my last Azure Standard haul that I got avocado oil and uh, extra virgin uh, cold pressed olive oil. And those things are gonna last me quite a long time. I use the avocado oil to season my cast iron pans. Then we use it in fresh salads, making homemade ranch dressing, all of these good things. So pick the oils that you will use the most and keep it basic, keep it simple. Uh, pick things that will last a good long time and put them away in your pantry. Last but not least, number 25, stock up on, you ready for this? On knowledge. Okay, so I gave you a list of 24 things. Now you need to learn how to make homemade bread. If you guys want to learn, you know, we make a, what we call crusty bread, which is so delicious. And you can, you can make it out of these ingredients here on, on the list that I gave you. Learn how to make your own homemade bread. Learn how to make homemade pasta. Learn how to make, you know, all these things from scratch, desserts from scratch, so that when the time comes and you've got this pantry full of stuff and this root cellar full of stuff and five gallon buckets full of stuff, suddenly you're like, well, what do I do with all this now? And that stuff is gonna go bad. Same thing with beans. So maybe you stack up on beans and they sit there and they sit there and they sit there because you never got the opportunity to find recipes that you like to use those beans for. Stack up on know-how or how-to, you know, and figure out how to make things, how to preserve eggs, you know, and because you can go buy a ton of eggs and then not know how to preserve them. Learn these skills so that when the time comes, you are ready to bake and cook for your family and they will enjoy it and it will be delicious. And not only delicious, it will be better for you because it's not prepackaged. It's not full of chemicals. It's not full of GMOs and all of these things. You are buying good quality ingredients that will benefit your family. Three quick tips before we end. And I know this is long, but I'm trying to give you guys real deal life stuff on how you can prepare your family. Number one, first tip, stock up in a way that you will enjoy it, okay? 
I'll give you a perfect example. So green beans, I love fresh green beans and we grow them in our garden. Uh, Josh's grandpa grows them in his garden and gives us some and, and neighbors and friends do too. But we as a family have decided that we do not like canned green beans. We don't like it. We've canned them and then they end up going to the chickens. So I no longer stock up on canned green beans. I only, we only eat them fresh or we freeze them. And that's it. I'm not gonna waste my time canning it and storing it and holding on to it, letting it take up space, putting in hours of work, and then having it go to waste. So make sure you stock up on items in the way that you will eat them and enjoy them. Tip number two, do your math. Find out how much you guys are gonna eat, how much you really need of a product. So maybe it's only your goal to stock up on a month's supply of food. That's great, so then you figure out, well, if I wanna eat chicken once a week for a month, then I need this much chicken. So do your math. My family, we have six kids, and we also take into account grandma and grandpa being here on the property with us, uh, Josh's parents, and so we plan everything based around 10 people uh, so that we can provide for everybody here. And let's say, you know, I wanna eat tuna once a week in my stockpile meal plan. Well, I need to figure out how many cans of tuna we need. Okay, we need four cans of tuna to make one meal for my family. And then you multiply that out on how much you need. And then the math will sometimes scare you, but at least it gives you a number to shoot for. So, I mean, if you, for me, if I'm planning for a year's worth of food, that's a lot of tuna. But it gives me something to shoot for and a goal to set so that it's less overwhelming. Number three, protect your food. And I'm not talking about protection from other people, you guys. Most people are good. You don't need to worry about them coming to steal your stockpile. I'm sure it happens once in a while, but just relax, it's okay. When I say protect your food, I'm talking about you have just spent all this money. Let's say you went to Azure Standard, like we did, and spent $500 on food to prepare for your family. And let's say you leave it somewhere and it gets wet, or you leave it out and it gets mice get into it, or it gets moldy, or bugs, or whatever. That is, that is wasteful and we're trying to avoid that when we're stocking up. So protect your food. Do some research. How do I store flour? How do I store rice? How do I rotate through my stockpile so that stuff doesn't get super old and expired and taste bad, you know? So protect your food, come up with a plan, come up with a system and start small. Start with one month and work your way through. Decide what you use, what you don't use and come up with ideas that your whole family will, will enjoy. So, you know, the example of my green beans, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna waste my time, my money, and my energy in something that my kids won't eat, canned green beans. So pick your favorites, protect it, and treat it right, and put it in a safe spot, and take care of it so it's always there when you need it. All right, you guys, so there you have it, the top 25 items to stock up on right now. Slow and steady wins the race, right? So don't stress out about it. Just take baby steps towards these goals. and. I'm just gonna say, you know, if you guys have been watching us for any, any time, any bit of time, that you guys know that we stock up in these things anyway because we like cooking at home. We feel like it's better, it's more affordable. I'm putting nutritious things into my kids. So this, yeah, you're stocking up for inflation and for emergencies and for a rainy day and all of these things. And uh, that's good too, but it's also just good practice anyway. So begin building your pantry. Don't live week to week not knowing, you know, 
if I'm going to have enough food for my family if something becomes unavailable in the future. I will leave down in the description this list that I just shared with you so that you can copy and paste it and begin, you know, your own little, you know, notes like I do and start checking things off of your list as you begin this journey. We appreciate you guys. I know, I know that I know that I know that you are gonna have something in your mental list that I forgot or that you would stock up on, that's okay. Share it below in the comments and tell me what I forgot and tell me what you would stock up on if you were making your list and uh, what would be important for you and your family. Everybody's different, but this is just a starting point so that it takes that big overwhelming thing and makes it tangible. So I hope this was helpful and uh, we appreciate you all so much and we'll talk to you all soon.